0: Anger is a reaction that comes along with many other deep and strong emotions which are also beneath the anger. Feeling shame and vulnerable deep down tends to be amongst the most common unresolved pain factors behind anger. Hi, my name is Yvette Rose, author and founder of Metaphysical Anatomy, which is a book of 679 medical ailments, where I've been working with thousands of people and I discovered that these people all share the same emotional collective traumas as well as ailments. And we share that collectively. And guys, welcome to today's talk and also the continued video series of the root causes of anger. And in today's talk, we are diving into the relationship between anger and shame. Now, shame and anger is born when you experience a traumatic event or perhaps even several. Even perhaps maybe because of your environment, your environmental circumstances. It could also be because of the way that you were treated in the past. And these events left three different types of wounds. And the first wound is the emotional stress that you felt at the time of the stressful event. Meaning how you initially reacted, the core emotional wound. The second wound you feel is how you reacted to the traumatic event after you had time to really fully comprehend what had happened in that moment. And how you now feel about that. Meaning after you had time to consciously reflect on it. Then the third wound is how your support system or people around you reacted towards you during or after the traumatic event. Now in most cases, the final outcome of these wounds were to feel maybe powerless, inadequate, humiliated, unsafe. And we tend to feel this way when we are faced with circumstances and people's opinions that we feel have, that we have no control over, triggering the anger response. Because when we feel powerless in anger, also known in this case as the fight instinct, which you learned about in my previous video, which will be then firing off. Because when the mind and the body is in a situation where it feels out of control or powerless, it automatically, in most cases, reverts to the hide, run, or fight instinct. Now, in this case, we are referring to the fight instinct, which is the anger. Because anger is an expression of the fight instinct, and the body fires off the fight instinct when it feels unsafe, out of control, powerless, and threatened, just to name a few. And all these reactions, which is the opposite state of survival, confidence, and feeling safe, and feeling in control. Because guys, remember, the body is designed to keep you safe and alive. And these instinctive responses are also triggered in the moment of a traumatic event. And that is when we have the rush of emotions that comes afterwards, Once the initial shock and the instinctive reaction starts to calm down a little bit, right? So we have that moment to actually emotionally process how we feel because instinctive responses come first. They react without any need for you to make a decision whether you're going to run or not. You just spontaneously react. And then after that, you have time to emotionally process how that event made you feel. So let's talk about healing shame and anger, because this is not necessarily the most straightforward and path or road that you're ever going to be taking. And the reason why is that it's hard to heal this. is because now you're looking at healing coping mechanisms and strategies that were also built around avoiding feeling shame by covering it, for example, with anger in this case. Of course, with the intention to establish emotional and even physical boundaries around you. And anger could also, you know, perhaps have been given to a person that they, it made them feel more powerful, it made them feel more confident again, especially during times when they felt deeply attacked, unsafe, vulnerable, out of control, meaning basically any moment in time where they felt that they lacked it. So sometimes even trying to heal anger in the illusion of safety that it gives you, it could feel like a death to your sense of self. Meaning the fear is so great that you will do everything to avoid or even sabotage the the most remote possibility that could help you to shift that. And so now, because what it also will do is that it will change how you've been living your life, how you accomplish your goals, how you show up in the world. How you think people see you and so forth. See, this is a very deep subconscious fear and it's so strong that it can even trigger a fear of dying. Because a big aspect of your character, meaning your identity, that you've built around this anger could cease to exist, which can trigger fear of vulnerability. But that's only because you think that you are powerless without the anger. So it begs the question, who or what made you feel this way? Why did you believe it? You see, this type of trauma takes place when you don't have access to certain self-beliefs within yourself, as well as positive emotional resources within us that could have helped us through emotionally or physically challenging times. And sometimes it's due to the absence of a compassionate witness and also the support that caused us to feel inadequate during emotionally challenging and stressful times because the support that was there wasn't the kind of support that we needed in order to actually feel supported. You see, so all these reactions and feelings could have resulted in a person feeling very embarrassed very unworthy, and ultimately, shame. So we tend to avoid becoming self-aware of our mistakes because it's through this self-awareness, meaning the self-sabotage, it's through the self-awareness that you would then also see the wounds that you've been suppressing and avoiding. By tapping into the anger, it distracts you, and especially it helps you to get through tough times. And have you also noticed how your temper maybe flares up when you are about to be pushed into a corner or when you feel emotionally unresourceful, resulting into you feeling worthless, inadequate, and embarrassed, and then shame? There's a reason why. Because these circumstances are causing you to consciously feel your weaknesses and we avoid then self-awareness, as this transparent state does not give any playroom for you to sabotage yourself. You don't have playroom to have any excuses and to lie to yourself. It is through vulnerability and self-awareness that you will also have the greatest healing, but of course with discernment, of course in a way that makes you feel safe and in control without the anger. And also here, you know, it's, it's knowing that when you are stuck in a place of discomfort, that action is needed in order for the discomfort to actually go away. But it's not always enough. Awareness of what caused the discomfort is the first step in your healing journey. Because awareness of a problem is a problem half solved. And the other half is the actual healing journey into the shame. And then diving into the vulnerability as well. Because you face it head on. And then it has no more power over you. Because you meet it face on. And you will understand it when you meet it. And then it's also then, it's like in that moment there, you you are really, you're truly taking your power back. You are taking control back from this false identity because you finally see the truth of it. And that is that it's only been an illusion, yet it felt so real because you built your coping strategies around an illusion. And so, of course, there is a fear of breaking down these coping mechanisms because of the perceived illusion. But the moment when the illusion breaks down, we realize, but it's not real anymore. We don't have to behave and act in certain ways in order to cover up this illusion that we were believed to have so you see being vulnerable is also here's another catch why people avoid being vulnerable because there is so much beauty in that but of course as i said earlier with discernment it's also being vulnerable it's also associated with being too feminine because in most cases, people actually associate femininity with vulnerability and also a weakness and powerlessness, which of course is actually not the case. But that is how we perceive it because of projections that we accepted instead of just making our own. It's because we accepted other people's truth and their opinions instead of our own. And this, of course, is the safest option to just accept without question and the reason why we do that is because of our fear of rejection is causing you to suppress your opinion and how you really truly feel about it and also just from a broader perspective you know the more that you suppress yourself in that way you're going to start to hit a threshold to the point where you can't hold it in anymore and that is when anger starts to burst open Now your threshold can also be very limited because it feels so burnt out, like it's time out. You've reached your boiling point. You have reached the limit of the limit. Now here is the frustrating cycle. You fear rejection, yet your anger pushes people away and then you feel rejected. This is because your need for acceptance was maybe met by rejection. So now your subconscious mind is like, oh, okay. So when I need acceptance, I will feel rejected. So when you become in alignment with people in your environment that will cause you to feel rejected, then you access your anger to bring the feelings of rejection and ultimately shame back into balance and to distract you from how you really feel. So you see... Anger is triggered because of your fear of shame, of humiliation, and also because of rejection. And it can become so great that you suppress it immediately because it's uncomfortable feelings. It makes us feel very uncomfortable. Because remember also now that the longer that you are stuck in a shameful state of mind, shame then becomes normal. You adapt to feeling awful about yourself and who you are. So understanding as of right now that your mind can only process a small amount of information at a time. When you feel shame, the pain can be so great and it can be so consuming that the mind's ability to take in more information around it that would allow the mind maybe in some cases to feel at ease and to realize that how you feel is only a result of a past traumatic memory being kept alive by the subconscious mind. And it is in that moment that you are not necessarily consciously aware of all the positive resources that you have within you to access in order to counterbalance the shame that you feel because your focus is on feeling old shame. So shame, anxiety, and panic that you feel is now a result of feeling that it was and still is, like there's no solution for how you feel. And as a result, your emotions are running high, right? They are running high and you're not able to translate your emotions into constructive words and also meaning. Then as an end result, it comes out as an intense mixture of emotions which rolls over into anger as well. So guys, if you are challenged with anger, then I would highly recommend that you go through also my free emotional healing guided session to start your healing journey when you feel that you are ready for change. And you can find this at guidedhealingsession.com for absolutely free of charge. You will also be able to have access to our MIT membership site, which we have so much free content, free healing courses, they're at your disposal to use, no strings attached. So dive right in and start your healing journey. And guys, until the next part, until the next part of this series, be the light that you are.